Hare Krishna, a warm welcome to all of you for today's Gita Live session. The topic for the day is being grateful. They say attitude of gratitude is something which we have to very sincerely try to achieve. It can take us places and it can help us to walk through many many ups and downs in our lives. So before we get into details and talk what Gita has to tell us, what instructions Krishna has shared with us, let's all pray together. Please join me in offering the prayers. You can also fold your hands and after the prayers we will get into the discussion. Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Nitinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shiva Sadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratushe Namaha Namo Brahmane Devaya Go Brahmane Hitayacha Jagadhitaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagadpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishvanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhyevacha Patitanam Pavne Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Namaha Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare <coughs> Our minds are compared to a thought factory. Just like you have a factory in which some products are being manufactured. Likewise, in the factory of mind, thoughts are being manufactured. On an average day, an average person thinks around 60,000 thoughts. It may vary from person to person, but on an average, it's 60,000 thoughts per day. 
it's a huge number the sad part is most of our thoughts in fact they have quantified 77% on an average of what we think again it varies from person to person that's why I'm saying average 77% of what we think is negative and counterproductive many of the diseases are psychosomatic diseases in other words mind plays a very big role in these diseases it's not because of some bacteria it's not because of some virus I'm not talking about the coronavirus or the present pandemic but in general around 80% of the diseases are having a big contribution from our mind because of anxiety because of worry because of negative thoughts it said that mind is also like a wild horse it keeps running day and night day and night it keeps running even in the night time we might be lying on the bed the body might be on the bed but the mind is racing and that's why many times we see people in spite of having slept for seven hours eight hours on the bed morning when they get up they are groggy they feel like sleeping more they feel like tired so <clears throat> it's a fact that we all need to learn how to tame our minds the factory which is producing thoughts just like in any factory there is a QC department which controls the quality of the products likewise we also have to ensure the thoughts which are being produced in our minds are pure thoughts positive thoughts and thoughts in connection with the Lord in the 18th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita Krishna gives his most confidential instruction sarva bhuya shunu me paramam vachaha paramam means the highest after having spoken the entire Gita Krishna says now I am going to tell you the highest instruction shunu me paramam vachaha and the next verse Krishna says manmana think of me although it might look to be a very simple instruction but it's very profound that's why the name of our institution is international society for krishna consciousness thinking about krishna conscious about krishna conscious about krishna's instructions conscious about krishna's restrictions So today we are going to talk about what role gratitude plays in we taming our mind. We all have heard about or seen a sunflower. It is called a sunflower. Many of you may not be aware the sunflower is always facing the sun that's why probably it's called sunflower 
So in other words, if the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, as the sun traverses or relative to earth, the sunflower also moves in that direction, always facing the sun. Likewise, if we also can cultivate an attitude, that's why it's called attitude of gratitude. If we can cultivate an attitude whereby in spite of the ups and downs, in spite of all the good and bad in this world, in spite of all the challenges we might encounter, if we are in our attitude having gratitude, then we are aligned to the principle which the sunflower follows. We see the positives even in bad situations. It is possible and it is not impractical. I am going to share with you a few tips today what we can do to actually cultivate this attitude of gratitude in our life. A lot of people crib, cry, always in a mode of being critical, always negative, jealousy, envy, all this are part of their mindset. This can derail our thinking and thereby our relationships, our attitude in general. So <clears throat> there was once a lady, this story is from China, the lady by name Lily, not L-I-L-Y, it's a Chinese name. L-I dash L-I. So she got married and after marriage she went to her husband's place to stay and in that house the husband and his mother was there. Right from day one there was a chemistry mismatch between this lady and the mother-in-law. The mother-in-law was quite short-tempered and for small small things she would pass some comments and she had some habits which was difficult for Lily to align with. She found her to be very like a dictator she wanted things to happen in a particular way. So as days passed by, invariably there would be some altercations, some fights, some misunderstandings, some arguments between Lily and the mother-in-law. The husband in between tried to play the balancing act, try to pacify Lily and also try to orient his mother. 
but somehow as days passed by things started deteriorating as far as the relationship is concerned and a day came when this lady Lily became very frustrated got very upset and she decided to even leave the house as a last resort she thought of her father's friend who was running a business dealing with medicinal herbs. So she went to this person, Mr. Huang, and said the whole thing, explained that how this lady is really getting on my nerves and it's very difficult to be with her. She is spoiling even my relationship with my husband. My married life is completely messed up. Can you please help me? So Mr. Huang heard her out and then said, what do you want? She said, in that house, either she can live or I can live. Both of us cannot live together. So can you help me? This time she was, he was very upfront. says, can you help me get rid of her? So Huang was surprised. He says, what do you want? He says, can you give me some herbs? which are actually poisonous, which can eventually kill her. So Huang was quite surprised. Nevertheless, since she has approached and she was quite uh, concerned about what's going on in her personal life, he decided to help her. He went inside his uh, <clears throat> office and came back with some packets of herbs. He said, I have got together these herbs. These herbs, yes, they are poisonous, but they will act very slowly over a period of few months, maybe six months. Because if I give you something which will act immediately, everyone without a doubt will have suspicion on you and you will be in problem. Because they know that you are not getting along and maybe you were instrumental in administering poison to her. So this herbs will act very slowly. All you have to do is in the meals you cook just little bit you add and administer this herbs and over a period of few months she will develop the poison in her body and she will even die. She was ready to accept this, doesn't matter even if it takes few months. And Mr. Huang also informed this lady that the next few months I have some instructions for you, some do's and don'ts. While you cook the food and add these herbs, you also have to follow this very important prescription. I am your well-wisher and the prescription is that during these few months, you should not get into any argument with your mother-in-law. No argument. Point one. Point two, be fully obedient. Whatever she says, whatever she wants, just respect her. And third, 
always look at the positives even if she is grumbling even if she passes some comments just be positive look at the positives empathize with her try to understand her perspective try to understand what made her speak like this give the benefit of doubt and stay positive be grateful so she understood yes after all it's a question of few months she will follow whatever mr huang had told her to do and she went back and from day 1 she started cooking and adding these herbs and very diligently followed the prescription given by mr huang did not argue with the mother fully obedient respected her and was always trying although it was quite challenging for her was trying to be positive trying not to argue trying always to empathize with her and as days roll by month after month she started observing something very wonderful the relationship between the two between her and the mother in law started becoming very cordial very friendly in fact she realized that her mother in law after all she is not a bad lady after all she is good maybe in the first few days i was impatient i couldn't understand her and the mother in law in turn started telling in fact one day she overheard mother in law speaking over phone and she said actually you know i am quite blessed to have a daughter in law like her she is almost like my own daughter i don't have a daughter but she is like a daughter the relationship we have now is like between a mother and a daughter i am very blessed i am very fortunate to have her in our family so they actually became very friendly would spend lot of time together and just like a mother and a daughter they became attached to each other by then few months had passed by then this lady lily realized that for the last few months i have given the herbs and it's a big mistake and a blunder from my side because i did that without truly understanding the nature of my mother in law without realizing the truth that actually my mother in law is a wonderful person she rushed back to mr huang and said i have made a blunder i have done a big mistake inadvertently unknowingly unintentionally i misunderstood her and as a result i had come to you last time seeking help and you had given me these herbs which were poisonous and now those herbs may start acting you said few months it will take but somehow now that i have a cordial relationship i don't want my mother in law is there something which you can do which is an antidote which can nullify the effects of the herbs 
So Mr. Huang looked at her, smiled and said, don't worry. In fact, the herbs which I gave you were for general health, full of vitamins and minerals. In fact, last time when I came you, I could realize that your attitude towards her, your attitude in general, where you are completely focused on the negatives, always looking at faults, that was the root cause of the problem. I could identify that. And the reason I gave you this prescription was for you to realize the problem is with you, not with her. In real life scenarios, it may not be the case that the problem is always with one person. Yes, there could be problem with other person also, but we can have good relationships, cordial relationships. We can deal with other people if in general in our lives we cultivate the attitude of gratitude. Looking at the positives, even the Bhagavatam teaches us. In fact, the Bhagavatam says that when a devotee goes through a reverse situation or some challenges, what should be his or her thinking? Eventually, it is all about thinking, our consciousness, our attitude. In companies also, people have realized it is not your skills, it's not your abilities, because skills can be learned. But if a person has bad attitude, if he does not have good interpersonal skills, if he is not positive, then he will not be very efficient and productive. In the long run, he will not have good relationships, he will not be cordial, he will not be obedient and things like that. So, <clears throat> if we cultivate this attitude, the right attitude, Whereby, so Bhagavatam, we were talking about Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam says, Tatte anukampam sumikshamano bhunjana evatma kritam vipakam. When a devotee goes through some reversal, instead of blaming other person, blaming the circumstances, blaming situations, that's what we do. We always find faults with others because of you. Today I am miserable. You have messed up my life. Yes, it may be a fact that the other person has played a big role in messing up our lives. But what Bhagavatam is saying, how a devotee should interpret, how he should think. And the Bhagavatam says, Bunjana evatma kritam vipakam, it is my doing. It is because of me. It's a fact. Every one of us is getting good or bad in our lives because of our own karmas. Krishna says, Samoham Sarvabhuteshu, I am equal to everyone. Then why do we see some people with good attitude, some people with in a very trying circumstances, some people are you know, apparently happy, some people are suffering very miserably. It's because of our karma. We get placed in particular circumstances, situations. So 
a devotee actually starts thinking that it is my doing. I deserve it. He may be instrumental in giving what is what I deserve. And then rather than that's why you know you have the circle of influence and you have a circle of concern. A devotee acts in a circle of influence rather than always blaming the circumstances, situations, people around us. He acts in a circle of influence and he says what he can do about it. Yes, it's because of my doing, my karmic reaction today I am in this situation. Bunjana evatma kritam vipakam vidadan namaste with his heart, with his mind, with his words. Mind is involved with his words, with his heart. He engages in serving the Lord. Vidadan namaste. Vidadan means the Supreme Lord. Namaste. Offer obeisances to me. Glorifies the Lord. Jiveta yo mukti pade sadhaya bhag. One who lives with that consciousness is rightful here for liberation from this material existence. So, we'll talk about some practical ways in which we can cultivate this attitude. Just like you have, we all invariably in today's world, more so in present time, most of the people are on laptops or on their computers. Everything is happening virtually on Zoom. So we all have experience of laptops. Invariably a laptop has memory, a hard disk and at times the data can get infected, laptops can get infected with some viruses. And that's why to secure our laptop to protect from viruses, just like we have the coronavirus, which infects the lungs, infects a lot, of, which is infecting a lot of people. Likewise, there are viruses which are, you know, malwares which can infect the computer. Now, the computer can do wonders, it can process a lot of instructions very speedily, very fast. It can execute those instructions. But if a very, very good computer with good memory, with good RAM, with good hard disk, with very good processing abilities is infected with viruses, it can mess up the whole thing. I remember one time having lost a lot of data because of virus and virus sometimes can play havoc on the system. It can delete files, it can rename files, it can convert files into some numbers and for protection we require antivirus. Just like in present times everyone is talking about vaccines, the different states, different countries, it's a race who will get the vaccine first because it takes time to produce that many vaccines. Now how to prioritize whom to give first. So likewise a computer also requires a good antivirus and there are many 
good antivirus programs or other softwares available which you can install and you can run. And when you install an antivirus and run it, it works in the background, it protects the viruses which attack the softwares or the, the data which is there in the system and you can pre periodically scan the system just to ensure that it is all perfectly fine, protect from different kinds of attacks, malwares and different kinds of other programs. So just like a system requires an antivirus, likewise we also require an antivirus in our mind-body system which can protect us from all the crap, all the viruses of predominantly five kind of viruses, calm, the lusty thoughts, it can create havoc more so in present times with so many allurements, so many temptations, so many adult sights. So many things titillating our senses, lust, greed, envy, calm, crowd, lobe, anger, jealousy, all these kind of viruses can infect our minds, our thinking. We can become very negative in our outlook and can have a very very bad attitude. So just like a machine requires an antivirus, likewise on a day to day basis, just like our body gets dirty, we take a bath in the morning and then we cleanse ourselves, we cannot have a situation where we will not get dirty, we cannot have a situation where we will not perspire. Even if we are sitting in a closed room in an AC environment, still we all get dirty and just like we have made it a habit to take bath on a daily basis, one day if we don't take bath we feel so uneasy, so uncomfortable, not necessary we take bath when we are dirty, so likewise on a daily basis if we take bath in the Ganges water of the Gita which is compared to the Ganges water, then all those viruses which infect us, I talked about this virus, Kama, Krodh, Moh, Lobh, Matsarya, we can be freed from all these viruses and we can have the right kind of thoughts, the pure thoughts and thereby have the right attitude. So I will just read out from Gita Mahatmya, what are the glories of reading Bhagavad Gita on a daily basis. This is from Gita Mahatmya verse number 1, if one follows the instructions of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna has given valuable instructions for the entire mankind which have stood the test of time. In fact, in fact what one thing which surprises me is that you know, we are living in a world where everything is in a flux, things are rapidly changing. 
in that sense we are living in a very technologically advanced world anything happens anywhere in the world the information reaches to everyone practically in no time with all this twitter and facebook and all this apps so <clears throat> here in the bhagavad gita krishna is i mean if we follow the instructions of this gita mahatmya says if one follows the instructions of bhagavad gita one can be freed from all anxieties and miseries behind anxieties and miseries are the thoughts i am sure all of you are aware so a thought reap a word so a word reap an action behind an action there are words so an action reap a habit so a habit reap a character so a character reap your destiny so the building blocks of a person's character a person's destiny is the thoughts the thinking like i talked about 60000 thoughts on an average a person thinks so those thoughts are just not some isolated thoughts they eventually translate into words into actions into our habits into our character and eventually our destiny the building block of our destiny our life our circumstances is our thinking our thoughts so here it says one will be freed from all anxieties and miseries of life and one's next life will be spiritual just like in the bhagavad gita arjuna was inflicted with dehatma buddhi his thoughts were all around i and mine my family my dynasty what is the use of fighting this battle what is the use of getting back the kingdom which will be tainted with the blood of my own near and dear ones so everything was centered around i and mine his thoughts were centered around i and mine then eventually at the end of first chapter krishna arjuna tells krishna his situation and then says my mind is reeling i am unable to stand the bow gandiva is slipping from my hand and then he eventually sits down gives up his bow and says krishna i will not fight so after hearing all the words from arjuna krishna tells how come these impurities have come upon you impurities in your thinking impurities in your perception as einstein said the challenges we face cannot be solved by being at the same level of thinking we were when we created those problems so eventually it boils down to thinking our minds the thoughts we produce now after hearing arjuna krishna did not change the circumstances krishna did not tell arjuna okay i'll fight the battle for you you relax you take it easy in fact he inspired him to go ahead and do the same thing which 
was cause of anxiety for Arjuna. What he did was through the sublime instructions, he changed Arjuna's thinking, Arjuna's perception. What he thought about what he is about to engage in, what he thought about the battle in which he is about to be part of. And by changing his thinking, his perspective changes and then Arjuna stood up, fought valiantly and won the battle. So likewise, when we read Bhagavad Gita daily, it impacts our thinking. Whatever the situation we may be in, whatever challenges we may encounter, whatever problems we may face, we say Gita has solution to all problems, may not have solution directly per se to financial problems, per se it may not have somebody is you know, having a lot of challenges in family, husband and wife not getting along, yes the solution is there in the Gita. Because Gita takes our thinking not just to being positive, in fact it transcends, goes much much more than positive because it, it helps us purify our thoughts, makes our thoughts divine, makes our thought, our thinking godly. It's one stage even higher than being positive. So <clears throat> that's what Gita Mahatmya is saying that one's next life will be spiritual. If one reads Bhagavad Gita, this is Mahatmya number 2, verse number 2, Gita Mahatmya, if one reads Bhagavad Gita very sincerely and seriously, many times we read it very mechanically as a matter of you know, duty. If one reads Bhagavad Gita very sincerely and seriously, then by the grace of the Lord, the reactions of his past misdeeds, we suffer because of our past misdeeds, good or bad. If we are enjoying life, yes, it's a reaction of the good deeds we have done in the past, in this life or in our previous lives. Likewise, for the miseries we encounter, again, tatya nukampam susumikshamana bunjana evatma kritam vipakam, it's my doing. The reactions of his past misdeeds will not act upon him. The example is given just like you might have seeds, but if you fry them in a frying pan, if you roast them, even though seeds may be good, but they lose the potency or power to germinate. After the seeds are roasted or you have fried them, you put them in a soil, give all the required conditions, the moisture, manure, make all of the conditions conducive for the seed to grow, but it will not grow. So likewise here in the Mahatma it says, if one sincerely reads Bhagavad Gita with seriousness, then the reactions of his past misdeed, many of the deeds we have done, we may not be even conscious of, we might have done unintentionally. But still the reactions are there. So here it says the reaction of such past misdeeds will not act upon a person who reads Gita daily, sincerely and seriously. 
so if we are equipped with this knowledge of gita and we are reading gita daily it acts like in fact it's wrong to compare to antivirus because we don't generally you know think very highly of antivirus these days a lot of people say this antivirus which are there in the market the same company is probably producing viruses and then they are marketing the software it's a marketing gimmick but this bhagavad gita can protect us from all these crazy thoughts which can run through our minds which can eventually derail our attitude so <clears throat> once there was a captain he just retired he was in a shipping company and used to stay in a maldives island and uh, he would skipper boat between two islands the tourists would come and sometimes there could be some regular people also wanting to travel between the two islands so he would skipper a boat between the two islands having got an experience of being a captain in a ship and one day in that particular boat you know there were a group of young students and when they were about to start the captain kneeled hands folded and offered some prayers and invariably sometimes the younger generations you know they don't understand why people go to temples sometimes they are not god fearing or they don't believe in god at times people are having an atheistic temperament so one of them laughed and said why waste time after all today it's a good day and the ship is and the sea is very calm what's the use of offering prayers but it was part of the ritual part of whenever he would be about to take off or sail he would kneel down and offer prayers on that particular day unfortunately suddenly the storm blew and from nowhere there was lot of turbulence a lot of waves in the water and even the whole boat started rocking violently because of that storm and everyone on that particular day started you know panicking anxiety screaming and then few of them got together it says let's pray let's pray somehow by lord's blessings only today we can be saved and they even came to the captain and said why don't you join in offering prayers with us obviously they did not say the way i am saying i am sure they must be quite panicky and says please please do something and then ask the captain to join in offering prayers so the captain said when the sea is calm i offer my prayers when the sea is rough i attend to my boat in other words he was saying that when the sea is calm in other words in good times when we are not completely overwhelmed with challenges when we are 
equipping ourselves, bathing in the Ganges water, the water of the Gita, then when we come through storms or rough times, then we'll be able to easily sail through because of that knowledge, because of that understanding, because of that faith. I'm sure each one of you have heard this wonderful saying, if you pray to God only when you have problems, that's what most of the people do. If you pray to God only if, only when you have problems, then you have a problem. Many times people go to God, offer prayers. We have got many requests during this pandemic. Somebody near and dear one is admitted in the hospital. Swamiji, can you please pray? So people do approach God. Many are God-fearing in that sense. They believe in God. But praying to God, remembering Lord, reading Gita is not part of their daily schedule. Only when the sea is rough, when they, when they face challenges, they remember God. So if we remember God only if, only when we have problem, then there is a big problem. Although the Lord is very merciful, He even reciprocates whatever little bit devotion, whatever little bit love we show. But the best thing is that if we can remember the Lord, even if we are not having challenges, even in our good times. So it's very important that we equip ourselves with this knowledge, this understanding, so that we have the right understanding, the right attitude when we face some upheavals in our life. So we'll now have Kirtans. After the Kirtans, we will have the last part, which is the most important part, where I'll share with you four important ways in which we can cultivate the attitude of gratitude. So before we get into that discussion, we'll all join together in the Kirtans and then come to this third part. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Hare, 
So to recap what we have so far discussed, we talked about how a mind is a thought factory constantly producing thoughts and we have to have some kind of a QC in place to ensure the thoughts are the right kind of thoughts, pure thoughts which will help us to be in the right mindset and with the right attitude. And we talked about just like in a computer we have attacks of viruses and we need an antivirus. Likewise, if on a daily basis we can bathe our intellect, our thinking can be influenced by the immortal nectar, the message of Bhagavad Gita, then we can protect ourselves from all these kind of base thoughts which can ruin our lives. Now I am going to share with you some practical things which we all can do in our daily lives which will help quite a bit in cultivating the attitude of gratitude. These I have personally practiced in my life and I personally feel that I have immensely benefited and I can see the change in my life. First thing. <clears throat> It is very important how we start our day. Many times we sleep late and then we get up late or we plan to get up at a particular time, the alarm rings and then we snooze and then get up late and then the whole mood is bad right from the word go. We have got up late, we are already you know whatever we had planned to do. We have no time for it, we rush for our bath and then eventually the whole day gets messed up. So it is very important that we start the day with early morning victory. Start the day victoriously and we should have some morning rituals. The best part about the morning thing is that you can plan your day in case you decide to get up at a certain time and you get up, you have complete control over that time. If you decide to do something now on Sunday evening, you are not in complete control of your time. Here mind you, I am not saying yes, we are not in complete control, Lord is the supreme controller. but transactionally any call can come any message can come somebody can drop into your house some family member can walk into your room whereas in morning you have complete control over the time because the world has not woken up one of the morning rituals which we can incorporate and there could be rituals, small, small rituals, doing some exercises, doing some breathing. What I have practiced is a very, very small, simple ritual in the morning and that is pick up a journal, a diary and jot down three things, just three things. It may take less than a minute minute or two, it is not something which consumes a lot of time. Jot down three things 
which you are grateful for for example if you get up you are writing some day, some days it could be repetition also but if we have started looking for things for which we have to be grateful and challenge yourself to look for more and more not that every day you repeat the same three things in fact all of us without an exception are blessed with so many things which we have taken for granted unfortunately we are excessively focused on what is not okay to give you an example if you see today's news or all the media channels are talking about what is not okay where there is vaccine shortage where there is shortage of oxygen cylinders which hospitals the beds are all fully occupied how many people are dying how many what is the positivity rate it's all about what's not okay in fact they say 85% of the people even if they get infected they get cured in 3 or 4 days very few about 10 to 15% of them would require some hospitalization or they may require some oxygen support only some 3 to 4% may get into an icu or maybe on a ventilator but what we get to see is only those 5% or 8% people who have lost lives people who have died people who did not get the right kind of place to burn bury or cremate that gets highlighted that 85% or the people who are not getting infected or people who got infected and got cured in 3 3 days you're not talking about them so in other words we get a picture which is not necessarily as bad as it is shown i'm not demeaning anyone i'm not saying that deaths are not happening i'm not saying that media is portraying a wrong picture but it is highlighting something and downplaying something which so that the viewers get a very very different picture of the ground reality so likewise in our lives there could be many many good things happening which we have taken for granted and there could be few things which are yes not okay and our mind can get completely overwhelmed with those things anxiety worry we can get into a loop thinking loop where constantly those thoughts regarding those circumstances those people are 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 getting generated in our minds so simple ritual in the morning when you get up have some diary have some journal where you ask yourself a question what are the three things for which i can be grateful to shila prabhu par to lord shri krishna you might come up with answers like i am grateful to shila prabhupada and krishna for bhagavad gita i am grateful to shila prabhupada and krishna for an opportunity to associate with them by chanting the holy names i remember we used to conduct a workshop and one of the session one of the 
subtopics was this attitude of gratitude and then invariably we would give uh, pads paper and pen to the participants and says please jot down few things which you are grateful for and I would ask the audience can you please share what you have written some people would find it difficult even to write down one or two things then I tell people that if you are finding it difficult who knows somebody may say my life is so miserable that I can't say anything is good in my life I have problems with my family I have problem in the job when I go to the company the boss shouts at me what can I be grateful for then I tell the participants if that is the case still there are many things which we can be grateful for be grateful that you have two eyes there is a saying you know I was talking about I was cribbing about I was grumbling that I don't have Reebok shoes till I saw a person who does not have even legs we have taken our legs for granted we have taken our eyes for granted many things in life we have water to drink ask a person who has to travel two kilometers four kilometers just to fetch a pot of water we are sitting in our house we open the tap and we have pure crystal clear drinking water we have taken for granted the air we breathe these days now we have to all mask up and whenever we travel it was a luxury you know if you recollect that we all can assemble without any fear of infection interact with each other meet greet shake hands that was taken for granted now we see that was a big luxury we don't have to sanitize we don't have to worry about getting infected we can meet anyone we can greet anyone we can hug anyone so in in our lives it's a fact it's a fact no matter what our situation may be we have hundreds of things for which we have to be grateful for it's just a question of having the right attitude it is not that there are successful people where their lives is completely spick and span no challenges no difficulties sometimes we get that kind of a picture when we see some celebrities you know they have accomplished the very successful big fan following lot of name and fame lot of richness lot of wealth as if everything is so smooth in their lives yesterday I was hearing you know in some context a small interview somebody was interviewing Priyanka Chopra and then she said that when she first moved to New York there was a phase when she even consulted a therapist she was in a completely new place new culture meeting new kind of people and she went through depression lot of celebrities they go through challenges with their minds with their you know in the industry in which they are operating with the kind of people they are interacting with lot of competition lot of pulls and pushes it's not that everyone's or at least what we get to understand that some celebrities life is all good we all have challenges 
It's just a question of having the attitude where we are constantly reminding ourselves proactively. Left to ourselves, our mind will drift into negative direction. We'll start getting focused on what is not okay. We proactively, consciously think of what is okay, which is a fact. Just like I gave this example in present pandemic, most of the people, 85%, even if they get infected, there's another article which says so far only 2% of the people, 2.5 crore people have got infected in India. And out of which 85% also are, you know, just three days, two days, some kind of fever comes and then it subsides, they are okay. So, even if there are challenges, yes, there are good things in our life, which we should proactively try to recollect and be grateful for. So, in the morning, it may just take one minute, less than a minute, although it may look like a very simple thing, but the effect of this small exercise is very profound in the long run. It may not happen immediately because what this small exercise is doing is trying to shift our focus on what is okay. Shift our focus and if you can bring Srila Prabhupada Lord also into the picture, your appreciation for them, your love for them, your, your, your feeling of reciprocation, the how they are helping, how they are reciprocating also can magnify. It's a fact that Srila Prabhupada and Lord are doing so many things for us, but we have all taken it for granted. So, in the morning, just it may take one minute, just write down three things what you, you are grateful for. It could be the Bhagavad Gita. If we are not getting anything, we could write the water I drink, the water to drink the air to breathe, good health, good friends, it could, you could be very specific, a particular friend who has helped you, you can write down the name of that person. And the best part, the most important part is we try to feel, it's just not some words, you feel, actually feel, feeling does not take time, you feel, you're so blessed that you have an opportunity to chant the names of Lord, to associate with the Lord who has come in the form of his name. Many people don't have that opportunity or even if they have the opportunity, they are not qualified. They are so unfortunate, the name of the Lord will not come on their tongue. So <clears throat> write three things and then spend a minute or so, try to feel. So that's one thing which I have personally done. Second thing is, in case we are falling short of time, we have many things to catch up with when we get up in the morning. <clears throat> what I have also done is try to combine two things. So since, since invariably when I am in Mumbai, the room is closed because the place is quite close to a road, so night time I have to close the windows. So morning invariably I sit very close to the window and I do some bit of deep breathing. And when I take a deep breath, when I hold the breath for few seconds, 
and the whole process of inhalation, holding and exhalation, I have a sheet in which I have jotted down so many points for which you have to be grateful for. It could be the parents, it could be the holy name, it could be wonderful place to stay, wonderful prasadam, wonderful festival which you have participated, nice beautiful deities you have had darshan. We can find so many things if we are actually looking for. So when I take a deep breath, the whole process of inhaling, holding and exhaling during that process, I just put a tick mark to one particular point. It could be let's say Srila Prabhupada. So when I am inhaling, holding the breath, I am closing the eyes and I am feeling that how grateful I am that I have a spiritual master like Srila Prabhupada. So this is one thing. So the, the variation of this is instead of just jotting down, you already have jotted down few points, you feel it and in case you don't have enough time, you can mix it with your breathing or some kind of exercises which you are doing. So that's the second thing which I do. The third thing is in the night, it's also very important with what consciousness we sleep. Just like we have to start the day victoriously, likewise it's very important that we also sleep with proper consciousness. So in the night time, again before sleeping in your general, ask yourself and jot down what are the three accomplishments or what are the three good things which has happened today? What are the three things you have achieved? What are the three things which you can feel good about what has happened in your life? Now, quite possible throughout the day, many wrong things have happened. People have come and criticized you, you have got something, but still there are some accomplishments, some good things, some things which, has, which you have to be grateful for and try to write down. Like for example, today if I were to write down, I said, today I had a wonderful Gita Life class. I could speak well. I feel that Lord has blessed me with an ability to communicate well. So be grateful for in the night also, it could be what has happened in that day. It could be very specific. I got an opportunity to speak to that person and learn so many things. I read this particular book and in that book, this particular insight is very, very important. I heard this lecture. In that lecture, this point was very, very striking. If I practice this, it can really help me transform my life. So you jot down. So over a period of time, actually the sunflower principle starts playing a very, very important role in our life. In other words, in spite of whatever is happening, we tend to be like a sunflower where we are focused on what to be grateful for, what are the good things happening in our life, even though there are many ups and downs in my life. After an hour or so in the description of this video, I will share with you a link. It's an audio. It's an mp3 file. Please do not download now. You can check up after an hour. We will upload it. 
it will be a link where you can download an audio that audio is for about 15 minutes I have downloaded this and I have customized it made some changes so what I have done is take a particular thing let's say I am grateful to the Lord for air I am grateful to the Lord for for fresh fruits and vegetables we have all taken it for granted so there are many such things and after each particular uh, word gratitude there is a gap of about 30 minutes or oh, sorry 30 seconds so when you hear that again try to feel feel and keeping the Lord and spiritual master in the center it's happening because of them it's happening because of their mercy it's because of the Lord that we have clean water to drink it's because of the water today we are surviving it's because of the Lord that we so in other words you can be more Krishna conscious more God conscious if you see that yes how the Lord is so thickly involved in your life and blessing you with so many things so I'll share that audio link uh, link where you can download this audio and you can always play that audio and if you're going for a walk or you are doing some things you can always have it and it will it will uh, always trigger that feeling of gratitude some words which you can start applying your mind on and it will help you <clears throat> so today I'm also going to share with you a very important thing we are going to have this Vyasa Puja celebration Vyasa Puja means where we glorify the spiritual master the appearance day of of the spiritual master is also called Vyasa Puja he being the representative of Veda Vyas so now I am in the live chat I am going to share with you a link in this link you can always go and upload your offering what is an offering an offering is something which you write glorifying the spiritual master and all the whatever feelings you have for the spiritual master whatever way you feel that you have been blessed by you have you have experienced some reciprocation some realization so on this day we glorify the spiritual master how to write an offering we have also uploaded another video in our channel you could write you could just uh, type how to write Vyasa Puja offering or how Vyasa Puja offering if you just write in the YouTube you will get that video it's in our HKM uh, Mumbai channel so you can go through that video you have very clear directions how to write a Vyasa Puja offering we have also given some sample specimen offerings you can go through that you can write a small offering and this link what we are sharing with you in that you can go and upload the offering yourself you don't have to send to us you can upload the offering and it will reach to the team which is compiling all the offering and will get into the Vyasa Puja book a book which is being compiled of all the offerings written to Srila Prabhupada and that book will be released on Vyasa Puja day that is the appearance day of Srila Prabhupada so you can use this link to upload the offering and it's very important that we express our gratitude to Srila Prabhupada because of him today we have this wonderful knowledge 
Because of him today we have we are blessed with an opportunity to chant the names of the Lord. Because of him today we are able to understand the sublime knowledge which Krishna says is very confidential. So we express our gratitude. We shouldn't take it for granted. So these are the few things which I wanted to share. Uh, now we'll take up some questions. This question is from Virendra Ekbote. While chanting holy names, why I don't get the feelings, bhava, that I belong to Krishna and Krishna belongs to me? How to perform such mindful and thoughtless chanting? If we genuinely have to do a chanting with this full of feelings for the Lord, feelings for the holy name, to some extent it will take time because we have to get the knowledge about the Lord, how great he is, how wonderful he is, how mercifully he has descended in the form of his name. So if we read Bhagavad Gita, if we read Srila Prabhupada books regularly, that will also go a long way. Even if those books are nothing to do with about chanting, it may be Bhagavad Gita, it may be some other books of Srila Prabhupada, that will help us crystallize our faith in the Lord, crystallize our understanding that the Lord has come in the form of name and it will go a long way in improving the quality of chanting. To be very specific, if you are very specific how I can improve my quality of chanting, there are many videos which are uploaded soulful japa by Madhu Pandit Prabhu. Find some time to go through them and I am sure they will help quite a bit in your in improving the quality chanting. This question is from Rajeshwari Rashmi Kalra. My daughter is not Krishna conscious although I have been trying giving her Krishna prasadam every day but I don't see any change. At times it's becoming very difficult to live with a non-devotee. Uh, we have, we all are placed in different circumstances. Yes, the circumstances may be very trying. We try the best we can do in those circumstances and rest, leave it to Lord. Although it is easy to speak, but what else can we do? We do the best we can. As a matter of duty, we can, like you said, we are offering prasadam. As a matter of duty, we can request her to read a particular book or give her the right kind of guidance, the right instructions. And then we should also not have a guilt feeling that things should happen in a particular way. We have done our duty. That's why many, many places Krishna and the Gita says, you have the right to do your duty. Do not become attached to the result of your activities. Sometimes we are very, very, we are, our expectations are very high and we are very particular about outcome. It should happen in a particular way for me to be peaceful and happy. It may not happen. We are not in control of everything. So we do our duty sincerely and leave it to the Lord. The outcome, whatever it is, we accept it as prasadam of the Lord. Although, yes, it may be a little challenging to, like you said, it's difficult to live with a non-devotee. We all are put in different circumstances because of our past karmic reactions. We pray to the Lord, we chant the names of the Lord and wait for the Lord's mercy and circumstances can change. This question is from Ajay Raj Sharma. 
in material life there are different requirements and dynamics as opposed to spirituality though we have faith in the lord but how relevant is bhakti in modern times where everyone talks about tech r&d bhakti does not mean that it's mutually tech r&d and bhakti are not mutually exclusive yes prabhupad gave us a very very practical solution if you feel that they are mutually exclusive also if you feel then prabhupad gave us the sandwich program morning do your bhakti then due course of time in day if your work involves too much of r and d tech and tech what you talked about do that even if you feel it has no relevance to bhakti and in the night again before retiring spend some quality time remembering the lord that's a sandwich program but our understanding is even tech and r and d and all the things which we can do through can be done with the background feeling for the lord for the pleasure and satisfaction of the lord and that requires some bit of practice that's why our society is called international society for krishna conscious how we can be conscious of the lord even while doing our worldly duties mam anusmarya yudhyacha krishna spoke to arjuna and the instruction was to inspire him to fight the battle now was that bhakti yes was it easy for arjuna to you know sit with eyes closed with no disturbance with no distraction think of the lord he was in a battlefield he was fighting a war a battle and krishna saying man mam anusmarya you think of me and fight so if fighting can happen thinking of the lord for sure tech and r&d can also happen thinking of the lord we need proper instructions we need proper guidance and if we practice it properly we can they are not mutually exclusive why bhagavad gita is called timeless wisdom it's called timeless wisdom because it has stood the test of time as time passes by more and more knowledge we acquire we realize that some part of the knowledge becomes outdated like for example dalton atomic theory we thought that atoms are the smallest particle and then there was a theory called dalton atomic theory when we came across subatomic particles then the dalton atomic theory was outdated it's no longer valid because we realize that atoms are not the smallest particle the neutrons protons electrons likewise bhagavad gita has stood the test of time with all the body of knowledge which we have gathered at no point we can look back and see bhagavad gita and say that okay now i have found out that the bhagavad gita which is 5000 year old spoken by krishna to arjuna in the battle of kurukshetra although bhagavad gita is not 5000 years old it was spoken to arjuna again in the battle of kurukshetra 5000 years ago not one word in the gita you can point out and say now this knowledge is outdated now we know for sure what krishna is saying in the bhagavad gita is not true you cannot say that you cannot point out any anomaly and hence it is called timeless wisdom it is apurusha it's not man made this is spoken by the lord himself this question is from devansh more how you are fine and good doing good 
what does it understood that one is reading bhagavad gita sincerely and seriously sincerely and seriously means attentively trying our best to ensure that you know sometimes we can sit in the bed and like a novel we can glance through just like we read some magazines unlike that since bhagavad gita is scripture it is good that we we sit properly attentively try our best to read and that's what i meant by reading sincerely and seriously this question is from lahari prabhu ji which level of anger is good for a person blaspheming devotee scriptures yes there is something called as rightful anger we have example of hanuman getting angry we also have example of lord shri chaitanya mahaprabhu getting angry at two drunken brothers jagai and madai so a scripture says that when the lord is being blasphemed or the devotees are being blasphemed the deities are being blasphemed scriptures are being blasphemed it is okay not okay in fact one should get angry at such people or it is said that if we cannot if you are not bold enough we should leave that place so there are some references where it is it is important that we get angry scriptures are not asking us to be like a stone inert without any feelings without any emotion every emotion has a place a right place and that's what we should learn this question is from divakar patnaik why being grateful always create an impression of inferiority in the eyes of world in turn creates confusion and we take u turn it is not necessary it creates a feeling of inferiority in fact this is something which is very internal it will help us be in a right frame of mind it will help us have the right perspective as i mentioned it's a fact it's a fact that i am grateful for so many things which the lord has blessed me i have taken it for granted so there is nothing wrong about feeling that it in fact it will be very empowering one will feel that one is so blessed so it is not true that a person will get into a feeling of inferiority can you please brief the quality control techniques of our thought in fact the entire session was about how we can convert our thoughts where we become overly focused on what is not okay to what is okay in our lives thereby it helps us purify our thoughts and ensure that we are thinking positively we are always focused on what is going okay in our life in fact we cannot turn blind eye to what is not okay but many times we brood we become angry we are full of worry we are full of anxiety because we are overly focused on what is not okay that is what we should avoid this question is from krishna chaitanya how to overcome a thought that god will punish us if we don't bow down whenever we see the lord krishna or demigod how to overcome negative thoughts in mind blaspheming any demigod or others the first part is how to overcome a thought that god will punish us we should not have in fact sometimes we use the word we should be fearful of god actually it's not the right word we should not be fearful of the lord the lord is loving he is not a person out there to punish us for every small transgression or mistake we do in fact he is our loving father 
So we should try our best to obey his instructions and not be overly worried about we will be punished, he will, he will, we should not be fearful of him. No child is fearful, it is not natural for a child to be fearful of his father. Yes, some fathers may be very strict, very uh, this thing, but otherwise in general child is not supposed to be fearful of his father. So likewise we should not fear God in that sense.